0: Hello everyone, this is Malia Walter of the Virtual Programming Subcommittee of the American Orp Work Association. I am here today with Pam Yanko and uh, we're gonna talk a bit about the AOSA grants and scholarships.
1: Pam, could you please tell us about yourself and your role
0: in AOSA?
1: Absolutely. I've been a very long time AOSA member. I served on the board as a region five rep I've been active for hundreds of years in the New England chapter, um, served as president, vice president, PD manager, member at large, and I'm at the moment in charge of hospitality. Um, I've been to many national conferences and presented at two of them. And for many years, I was a recorder instructor for the teacher training levels at the University of Massachusetts Lowell, the Boston Conservatory, and then at Boston University. Um, I am the current chair of the Grants and Scholarships Review Panel. Uh, And this is my 46th year of teaching. And a lot of them have the same requirements. Most of them are current member of AOSA, member in good standing for at least a year. Um, Priority is usually given to first time applicants or those who have not received funding in the last three grant cycles. um, And that you're a citizen of the United States and have lived here for five years. So that's a TAP grant. We have the Shields-Gillespie grant. Um, which is folks that want to further their growth of Orff-Schulwerk in the early childhood education field. And again, you need to demonstrate low-income population, but this is just for the little ones. Um, this funds can be used for professional development instruments or other projects. Again, minimum uh, level one training if you want instruments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically the same things. And this grant is is really wonderful. Avon Gillespie was a wonderful um, Orf practitioner, and his mom, uh, Harriet Shields, was a preschool teacher, and she used music in her classroom. She taught in Watts in with low-income population, children of color, in Los Angeles for many years, and so this is in their memory of the both of them, um, so it's a, it's a wonderful grant. Beautiful. We also have the Gunild Kateman Assistance Fund, and this can be used for professional developments or special creative projects. Again, personal need of financial aid, current member, blah, blah, blah. All that great stuff, Mm -hmm. Um, application. Oh, you can also use this to go to the ORF Institute in Salzburg or to attend professional development in AOSA approved courses or the Intro to Schulwerk course that's offered at our national conferences for first time attendees. Um, So that's another one. We have the Barbara Potter Scholarship which is given out on even years. Uh, in memory of her, and this is to further your education by attending the ORF Institute in Salzburg, Austria. And it's used for training at the Institute. It's a one-time scholarship. Um, you must have had level three to take this. Um, and they ask you afterwards to write an article for the AOSA publications um, for that. But that um, that's a wonderful one to give out. So send somebody off to Austria for the summer. Oh, for sure. Yes. And Yasasori is the uh, the international music village in Finland. And we uh, are so excited always to give and it, it wasn't running during COVID. So um, I'm mm-hmm. assuming this year we're gonna we're gonna send someone. Um, and it it gives you money for tuition room and board in the double room. Um, and it's taught in English. And it's for an AOSA member who has not been. It's full tuition and limited cultural activities. And you must have had level two to apply for that one. And that's just a life-changing experience I've heard.
0: I've heard the same. I've had a few people I know personally who've attended and I did actually get to make the phone call to award one person <laughs> who got that and then still hear
1: about it from that person. So that's awesome. Wonderful. Yeah. That's awesome. And we've added some newer scholarships as well. There's an AOSA diversity outreach scholarship to provide financial support to teachers from diverse populations or people of color to attend our AOSA professional development conference. And so that's a pretty cool addition. We also have the AOSA international connections grant provides financial aid for AOSA members who are interested in traveling outside of the U.S. to further their or work experience through study or teaching. The funds are for a project-based experience or a pedagogy to be studied, and um, we will help you with tuition materials, meals, and lodging for that. Um, so that you must have five years experience teaching and level two to apply for that one. And the research grants, um, that's a separate committee, but I will mention them because we oh, have the AOSA you. research grant. It um, encourages, encourages research in varied applications of horseshoe work, promoting the philosophy and the process. And they present their findings at the conference. And there's also a research partnership grant, which I think is really fascinating. It encourages collaborative research projects between a school music teacher as the primary investigator working with a university-based researching teacher. And they will present their findings at one of our conferences and provide a summary uh, for consideration for the ECHO. Um, And I just thought that collaboration sounded wonderful. And so we have um, grants for that sort of thing as well. So that's the basic layout of our grants.
0: And, and there is so much. I mean, uh, we, you, you did a wonderful job presenting each, each one of them. And truly, it is the basics. Uh, we encourage everyone to get in there and explore all the options as, as um, to what money is available.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So as someone is looking into this, what can you tell us about the application process itself?
1: First thing I would say is read everything on our website carefully. <laughs> we have we have the process right there. We're big on process at AOSA. Yes. Um, so the PD scholarship, Russian Development Scholarship application that's used for the diversity, the outreach, the Barbara Potter and the Yasa And then there's a second one for instruments and special project grants. The research grants are in a separate section. Um, So take a look and see what you're applying for. There's two applications. I will say right now they're not live, um, but they will, uh, the applications are due usually mid-January. And so once those go live, we accept applications up until um, that time and we meet and award them. they are usually approved by the board at the March meeting. And so then we can let our folks know the good news. This
0: podcast is going to be published uh, mid-November of 2022, but uh, this information should be fairly consistent and useful to people into the future. So if you're hearing this podcast later than January of 23 then you have plenty of time to get yourself ready or later than March, maybe of the 23, uh, you still have plenty of time to start investigating what your options are and and the availability of things. So part of the process is to write a grant need statement. And I'd imagine that makes uh, a either very positive or, or not so positive influence on the committee when we're looking at, or when the committee is looking at awarding money. So what makes a gr- a
1: good grant need statement? Well, I, I, I would say three basic things. Make a clear statement of why you need this money. Show us your financial need and then show us the benefits in your school. How are your students going to benefit from this? Um, tell us as much as you need to tell us. We have a wonderful tips um, page on our website. Um, It's right down underneath on the page, underneath where all the um, lists of all of the grants are. And it says tips for grant applicants. And if you click on that, um, it's kind of tongue in cheek at times. Um, But we have, please consider the following when completing your scholarship or grant applications. Number one, we feel blessed to work with such talented educators and are amazed at your accolades. However, for the purpose of this application, a one-page resume will suffice. <laughs> Please. Two, ask a colleague or another ORF teacher to proofread your application. Spelling counts. Um, even the most talented editor, um, writers have editors. And make sure you complete all the fields so... Uh, Anna is not chasing after you to have your application completed. Um, the autocorrect feature on your computer has some very interesting suggestions for words it does not know well, like ORF-Schulwerk and ORF. Those are really important words to spell correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, ask people who are writing their references to detail their their relationship to you and the purpose of that application and how offshore work has impacted your teaching. Sometimes we get really generic recommendations that really don't address why you want to go for that training or why you need 20 xylophones for your school. Um, it's really helpful if you can talk with the person you're asking the recommendation for from and just say, here's what I need from you. Um, and make sure you get you ask them early so we're not waiting and you, you miss the deadline, that's that's a common problem. Do you know, um, as a person who writes lots of recommendations and gets them the night before they're due, try to give the person some lead time as a courtesy um, before you do that. And good references are someone who knows you're teaching, a colleague, a chapter leader, a levels instructor, your department head, a direct supervisor. Those are helpful because they know how you are in the classroom and and why you need these. And then finally, you're encouraged to speak from the heart. It's okay to tell us your story. So that's on the tip sheet for our applicants. Thank you. I think one of the things that
0: does confuse some people is... Um, on the application when you're asked for the free and reduced lunch numbers. So where would someone find that and why does AOSA need to know
1: that? Yes, that's pretty important because uh, some of our grants require uh, a low-income population for consideration. Um, your school administration has those numbers. They need it for many reasons. Your principal will have your own school, but you also will need your your whole um, district. So just Talk to your administration they will have the number at the ready uh, and we need to know that um, to see where we're going to place you um, in the grants
0: do you have any other suggestions for the applicants
1: well again i want to stress leave lots of time for your recommendations so those folks that are telling us how wonderful you are give them some time to get their recommendations to us make sure you check on the applications that if it requires level one or level two or level three, that you have that and that you uh, that you qualify with all of the, um, the things on the grant. Um, and don't be afraid to reapply. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just don't quite have enough, um, but in fact, sometimes we'll say, we're so sorry, we couldn't give you one, but we'd love you to apply next year again um, and try that. So don't be afraid to do that. You can apply for a grant in most cases, um, Every three years uh, in between grants, you can, we have some folks that have come back.
0: Uh, Might be time for me to reapply. I applied and received a grant back in uh,
1: 1990. (laughs) You're overdue girl.
0: I must be. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, I appreciate your time and information and sharing all of that with our potential grant and scholarship applicants. Thank you so
1: much. My pleasure. I have some final thoughts if you want to. Terrific, yes. Yeah. Well, I get to chair the best committee. It Agreed. is, we get to give money to people for instruments and training. And those phone calls are just wonderful to make. Last year, we gave over $39,000 in grants and scholarships. 39,000. Wow. It's just wonderful. And it's just such a, a wonderful thing to provide for our members. So remember, let AOSA help you achieve your ORF work. And I am
0: here today with AOSA's very own Anna Pack. And we're going to talk a bit uh, about the AOSA's grant and scholarship program. So, Anna, besides your name, could you please introduce yourself and tell us about your role in AOSA?
2: I'm Anna, and I am the Associate Director uh, with AOSA. I primarily uh, handle all of the headquarteries kind of stuff, the administration of stuff, organization of information, pretty much help getting, you know, I, I work with the membership side of it and just kind of help MBT and the executive committee kind of, you know, help them with the work that they need to do. Outstanding. Thank you.
0: All right. So we are here to talk about the grants and scholarships. Could you talk us through the process once the application is received?
2: Based on your choice of the purpose of your grant or scholarship, they get divided um, into the, the, the pockets of professional development or instruments or the AOSA conference diversity. Um, scholarship and then from there they are uh, looked at, reviewed, um, and then decided upon each each grant has multiple the application has multiple pieces. so I download them all and kind of put them together for the review panel to review.
0: Excellent, thank you. Could you please also tell us how is the Grants and Scholarships committee selected or subcommittee? And what do they do to help make the selections?
2: Um, I think it's it's very similar to all the other subcommittees. Um, the first, this is a relatively new subcommittee. Um, the work was moved from the board level to a subcommittee level. And so that first subcommittee was was made up of past board members on that either served as chairs or members of that committee since they kind of had the same, they knew what to do. um going forward, I, I I believe it would be recommendations from that subcommittee on who should take over, which is pretty much very similar to how. The other subcommittees are filled out.
0: And as we've seen at AOSA conferences, um, some of the subcommittees, I mean, AOSA is always looking for volunteers to help out. Mm-hmm. And so potentially, if you go to the little sign up area, you could ask to be assigned to that particular committee.
2: Correct. I could totally sure. see it going forward, having, you know, reaching out to past uh, award recipients and things like that and having, and because they have an idea on the other side of this process.
0: Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Let's, let's get all you past uh, <laughs> winners, <laughs> selectees uh, to, to help and uh, to volunteer in this, especially since you do have the, the background from the other side. All right, now comes the big one, because I know having been on the committee, we, we run into some maybe uh, following directions considerations and some things like that so could you talk to us please about what are some common mistakes that you find on the applications
2: um the easiest mistake i should say that happens doesn't happen often is not meeting the membership requirements you have to be a member at least 12 months before applying um that's not necessarily you know um, completely understood and that's something if, if if we find that right away you get informed right away. Um, You're not sitting there waiting for your application to be declined. We let you know right away and encourage you to apply the following year once you've met that requirement. Um, The other common mistake or um, challenge we have with um, deciding is the financial components of the application form. Um, We provide a a budget form that you're supposed to fill out and it, it it puts the budgeted items in the appropriate fields of what AOSA will cover, and then puts the other stuff that AOSA doesn't cover with a scholarship into another column. Um, this way you can know right away, can I still go to the course with the amount of money I have to come up with that AOSA does not cover? Um, we find that applicants often will lump graduate credit in with tuition even if it's a separate line item um and our committee does look at that stuff they do go to the course websites they do go to the the pamphlets or the brochures that we we ask for or that we have access to through past websites or past course lists um so we do know and we can figure out what the true tuition cost is um so we do look at that stuff. Um, the budget form also helps because the, one of the questions on the front of the application is what, how much are you asking for, and it's sometimes usually a red flag when you ask for the entire budgeted amount when you really should be aware that we're asking you that AOSA is only going to be able to cover a portion of it based on our uh, scholarship structure. Um, the application doesn't get thrown out completely; it's just that it gets, it's one of those things that, you know, in in grants and scholarships a huge part of it is following the directions and providing the information as requested. Um, so we kind of, that might just, you know, in the tiering or the ordering of things, that's something that you don't get, you know, it's the right, um, matrix evaluation. Um, same thing with like instruments. If you're providing, um inflated instrument costs you know we look at the west music or the Parapole catalog um so we know how much the the instruments are going to cost yeah i think that's i think that the financial component is really the hard one um so i mean i recommend doing that first sitting down and, and doing that kind of stuff first before you uh, before you finish the rest of the application
0: it is uh, probably good for our membership to know how diligent the subcommittee is in handling all of these mm-hmm. things. I know sometimes we we like to uh, pad the budget if we're asking the principal or some administration for something, just hoping we'll get a half or a quarter of that. Mm-hmm. But knowing that this particular situation is uh, uh, checked and double-checked and, and yeah. streamlined and is not directly comparable to what we ask our principals for, mm-hmm. but maybe a, a lot closer to what a uh, federal or even a state or whatever grant mm-hmm. process goes yeah. through is is very good to remember.
2: Yeah, we just, I mean, we did the, the granting procedure. We just, or the scholarships um, just are so there, we, we kind of have to make it an even playing field across the applications. This is why we just, that's why a certain Pieces of a budget are, are funded because the, the the other pieces are variable. You know, you have five people going to the same course; tuition is going to cost the same. The other bits and pieces may not, depending on proximity of the location. So, um, and and we want to give away as, as much as possible to as many people as possible. Um, you know, we'd rather give out twenty scholarships to everybody covering tuition than you know five fully funded um, scholarships. Um, so that's kind of, you know, we're givers <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: All right. Um, so my last question for you today is, did you have any other suggestions for the applicants uh, just to ease their way through this first step in the process?
2: I believe just just start gathering materials. The application is, is not up yet, but you can start gathering your materials, like your, you know, update your, your Vita, your resume. Um, Start writing your statement about why this scholarship is important to you and how it's going to serve your your, your students or the instrument side of it. Um, Definitely do that financial um, piece. I believe that template is linked in the financial, uh, the grant and scholarship section of the site. So there there are bits and pieces that you can start working on now before the Google form goes live. Um, I also recommend really encouraging your references to email those. Um, Those give us a a date time stamp on when we receive them. It gives us a a record that we got them. And it's just, it's a heck of a lot easier to manage um, that electronically with all the other electronic materials we receive.
0: I really want to thank you so much for your time.